Praise ye the Lord. Shall we just bow our head and talk a little bit briefly? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this hour. Minister to us yourself, Lord Jesus, and give us the bread of life that we bless our soul. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Praise ye the Lord. What I'm going to talk on today is going to be very brief. Let's open to the book of Solomon. I call it Solomon. Songs of Solomon. Chapter 2. Just one verse there. Verse 15. Songs of Solomon. Chapter 2. Verse 15. Put it on. On the screen. See. Take all the foxes. The little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. Amen. Amen. The little foxes that spoil the vine. We all know that as the Lord has been revealing to us, He wants us to come to the fullness of the stature of Christ. Amen? Praise the Lord. We, that is our goal as believers, to come to that fullness of the stature of Christ. And I believe that we are all aspiring towards that goal. Praise the Lord. So, but these are there are some little foxes in our lives, in the body of Christ, that we need to also deal with. That is what this is all about, and we will talk about today. And what are those little foxes? They are the tiny little darknesses that, inherit, that are in life of human beings. And when we say we have been redeemed, we have been regenerated, it's very possible that those little, little foxes are still, they still remain. And the Lord wants us to get rid of them so that we can really come to that fullness of the stature of Christ. Praise the Lord. Pay attention here. Pay attention. Pay attention. Let me, let me also, let me take it through another angle. Let's look through, let's look into the, into the parable that the Lord Jesus Christ gave in the book of Luke. Luke chapter, chapter 15. The parable that we all call the prodigal son. The prodigal son. I want to bring this uh, story from that, from that parable of the prodigal son. I said, don't, keep it in your mind that I said the little foxes that spoil the vine, like Solomon called it. We need to take off, take hold of all those little foxes and get rid of them in our lives. And I will list some of those little, little foxes that look like, oh, this is common to man. Come on, how can you say this is offending God? But it's not, is it not common to man? Let me just list some of them to all of us. And the biggest one that I'm going to talk about will be the one I will talk about, I will, I will mention last. These are the little foxes. Impatience. Impatience. Say little fox that is common to human beings. We know about bitterness. What about rejection? Only by rejection. Either somebody rejected you and is giving you some sadness. Fault finding. Always looking for fault. This is not only in the church, even in, the, in your life, in the life between your relationship faults and so on. Those are all things that are ingrained in human nature that we need to get rid of those little foxes. Slander! That's when you speak about somebody or even wrote about people. 
bad things. Gossip, accusation. Now, this has been discovered. They are actual demons that propagate all these things. They propagate it in the life of, and when the devil is fighting his warfare, he's targeting believers. At the same time, there's a battle going on, if you don't know, a war going on. And this battle, from the day you say, I do to Jesus, you become a target. When you have not come to Christ and you are in the world, well, you are like tools for the devil to use. The devil just distributes his, his uh, what do you call his, his, uh, his instruments to all those people that are in the world. Just give them, you use that, and everybody just go along. You are following a spirit, whether you know it or not. You are following a spirit the way you live your life. You are following a spirit. You say, well, you don't believe in God. Yeah, but you are following a spirit. So every human being is following a spirit. And Christ said there's a broad road. Everybody is going that broad road. But few go through the narrow road. And that narrow road is the way of Christ. But even in that narrow road, the devil is not well pleased that some people are going that narrow road. The devil is not well pleased that he got the whole world going in his broad road. And he saw some few guys going that narrow road. And those are his targets. He wanted them also. So now he's going to get you. And what is the devil doing? So for those who are going that narrow road, he said, I couldn't get there. So he's shooting arrows. You know, if you want to get in the battle, you don't have to go there with sword, against sword. You can shoot arrows from a distance and the arrow is landing. And these are the arrows. Fault finding. They are arrows of the devil. Slander. Gossip, they are arrows of the devil. Phew! Before you know it, you wanted to say something to somebody. The arrow of gossip just landed on you. Do you know what somebody said? You know what that brother said? They are arrows of the devil. So I said, the devil is not well pleased that some people are in that narrow road. Accusation, self righteousness. There are some of those divisions of the demons. That they are gathering the old, the old world is going in that direction, but he said those who are in the down road, he want them to. So he's fighting, firing arrows at them. And we want to get those little, little foxes out of ourselves. Quench the arrows of the devil before they take root. Because that's why he said he has given unto us to put on the old armor of God. So that you can, the, one of the armors of God is this shield of faith. What is it for? It's to quench every fiery darts of the devil. If, you are, if there's no dart of the devil, no arrow of the devil, then maybe you don't need the shield. But you need that shield of faith to quench some of these arrows. Another one that is a big one is selfish ambition. Selfish ambition. And I will tell you about this. Let me just tell you wow, the Lord just point this one to me in a little bit. Many of us, especially we ministers, have been praying about Lord Send forth revival, Lord, to your body. Let the lame walk. Let the blind see. Let the dead be raised. However, they are saying, through me, Lord, through me. Through me. Send, send this power revival. But through me. Send it through me. Selfish ambition. Could that be why we are not getting it? Selfish ambition. Another way of the enemy. So we have to think about that. See, these are all the little, little foxes. They are spoiling the vine, brethren, that we need to get rid of. And then the common one, jealousy. 
jealousy. It's another little fox that is spoiling the vine that we are going to deal with. And the big one, that jealousy is what I'm really going to capitalize on as we talk today. But let me go back to this Luke chapter 15 and see this story of the prodigal son, as we call it. I'll put it there from verse 11. The Lord gave this parable. I know you all know that this parable, the Lord could have meant something else. He could have said, well, we are only talking about there is joy in heaven when a sinner repented. That is how this has been presented over and over. I'm just going to draw out all these little foxes from this story. What makes this prodigal son leave home? What do you think makes this prodigal son leave home? And I'll point to, to some of those things that we make. A, and when we say, when we look at the story of the prodigal son, you will say, well, he just decided that he wanted to get out of his father's house and make it somewhere. Look at the story. Verse 12, and the, a certain man had two sons. Verse 12, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. So he divided unto them his living. That was the summary of it. But I wanted to analyze that. Why would any young man say that? Give me the portion of good that portion. No. Let me just put it in a, in a what called a beautiful sermon for you. Maybe this young man has been reading some of these magazines and he's seen the life in the city. That the beautiful Las Vegas, people are making it over there. Why? His father, he has been working for his father and he's not being paid. You know, maybe you have some young people that felt that they have never been paid. Say, Daddy, $5 an hour is the minimum wage. If I'm going to work in your farm, I should be paid. He forgot that he, is, he has roof over his head. He forgot that he has bread on the table. He forgot that his father is clothing him, but he thought, I'm not paid for all the show I'm doing in the house. I don't know how many of you have seen that in life, but I've heard stories like that. Some parents, they try to do something, they say, well, let's just uh, give them allowance. I never gave my own children allowance, but whatever is the chore is part of the But see, this young man could have been grumbling and feeling that, hey, he's not paid for all the chores, and if I'm to be paid, well, let him, okay, let him go out and go live in Las Vegas. He, forget, he has forgotten that he has to pay rent. He has to pay for clothes and so on. So, but what I'm trying to point out is what we make a person begin to want to get out of his father's house and go get is something. What about lost? Lost. That could be one of the reasons. He lost it at the lifestyle that he saw in the magazines. Because those are one of the arrows of the enemy. Lost. He saw the life in the magazines that in Las Vegas. They are making it over there. Why is he in this village working for his father and he's not even being paid? Selfish ambition. Selfish ambition. Maybe that's one of the things that just landed on him. And he felt, yeah, I, I can make it in my, by myself in Las Vegas. So, he's thinking. Then, he started finding fault. Fault finding. Within his own father's house. His brother didn't do this to me. Then he wanted to get out. So I'm just giving you several things that can make any human being do that. So when we say the devil is firing arrows, he's leading the whole world in it. But if you are in the narrow road of God, he's trying to fire arrows at you too. You have to recognize these things and know that we are in a warfare. 
If you know you are in a warfare, put on the armor of God to quench all these little, little foxes that might be turning your attention. Now, in, we as Christians, we are not trying to leave our house and go to Las Vegas, but you could have left your father's house in your heart. You could have left your father's house in your heart. And your father's house is this narrow road that I just mentioned. The narrow road that the Bible said, when you are following Christ, you are on that narrow road. Few there be that find it. And if the arrows of the enemy of all these things are just landed, the little foxes, if any of them has landed on you, maybe you are finding fault. Maybe you are gossiping. Maybe you are full of accusation. Maybe it is slander or bitterness or lust or unforgiveness. All of those small, small things that can make you to begin to be a little bit further and further away from the Lord. Then you need to better do something. Those are the little foxes we want to deal with, including jealousy, because they are also arrows of the enemy. So we see this prodigal son, he decided and he left home. And after he left home, the reality of life settled in over there. And you all know the whole story. He came back in the end. Self-righteousness, also you can see it in the life of his brother when he came back home. So I'm just giving you, these are all small, small, little, little foxes. But it was in the life of the, Lord, the boy that ran away from home. It's also in the life of those that are left where the father kept hoping. God is hoping and praying, waiting for you to come back. So, when we are talking about these little, little foxes, we need to get rid of them in our lives. They, are made, they may not make us leave our fathers, our physical house and go to Las Vegas, but they are making you leave the narrow road. When you have any of those arrows stuck on you and you are yielding to whatever the arrow is dictating. The selfish ambition, the self-righteousness, or the gossip, or the fault finding, or forgiveness, impatience and so on and so forth now i say i really want to talk about the one that we call jealousy let's talk a little bit about that because that seems to be the one that we're going to really describe more today jealousy you, there are two things about when we talk about the the demon called jealousy that can actually become very dangerous you know it comes into envy but see, what the Bible said is, it's, very, it's, it's for us to be careful of what, is, what causes jealousy. Jealousy is something that comes because of our nature. We compare ourselves with ourselves. We compare ourselves with one another. And then, very soon, the enemy makes our emotions to rise up. It's emotion. It's in the nature of human beings. But the way to stop it is, I'm going to list three or four things, how we're going to be able to get rid of it those little foxes. And the major one that I'm talking about with jealousy, you just have to stop comparing yourself and compare yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. If we can do that, we are on the right road. Comparing yourself with the Lord Jesus, that will make you humble. Because when somebody has this demon called jealousy, it becomes dangerous and you will not be able to do what the scripture says. One of the commands the Bible gave to us is to rejoice with them that rejoice, not so. But if there is jealousy, you won't be able to rejoice with them to rejoice. It's not possible. And that is why it is one you need to pray for yourself. We shouldn't justify the things, these small, small things. We shouldn't justify these little, little foxes. 
you have to deal with it in myself you deal with it in yourself say, Lord because I've seen in many situations where even in the in the ministry of the word of God where people are pointing accusing finger at the ministry and you say well could it be jealousy that is really causing that and not what they did not that that ministry did something could it be jealousy because those are things that have roots in men. You can see everything I'm talking about in every area of our life. It could be in one-on-one -on -one individual. It could be in collective group against group. It could be even nations against nations. Even this America, many countries are jealous of America. But you see, it's the same demon. Because Satan has no good thing. He just wanted to start a fight and a quarrel. But you have to look. Could it be jealousy that's making them act like this? Even against the USA, jealousy. Even between one person and another person, will be jealousy. So we need to, I bet God said he wants us to be perfect. He said, be therefore perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. So we are saints of the most high God, like I said, we are in that narrow road. We want to get all those little, little foxes out of our lives. Amen? Are you with me so far? Or am I talking only to myself? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me throw in a little testimony. And this is what I said, how we can overcome some of these things. Just remember whom you are in the Lord. Remember whom your trust is in. I'm now dealing with jealousy. Because jealousy comes, like I say, it's a nature of man being that could rouse up in you. Maybe you have been looking for a job. You are looking for a job. You are praising God. You are believing God. You are praying. You are believing. God. And then you are in the church, and there comes somebody that is giving a testimony. Praise God with me. I just got promoted. I just got a job. I, and will you be able to rejoice with that fellow that you are looking for a job? You are almost losing your house. And somebody in the congregation is praising God for being promoted in this work. Or just got a bigger job. You'll be saying, Why me, Lord? What's going on? Those are, that's why I said when, and it became a situation where people are now afraid to even give testimony in a congregation. Why? Because they don't know how people are going to receive it. So we need to be, to be prayerful. We need to actually know how to really ask the Lord, the Lord, when you are going to pray for it, God can be holding your own testimony just seeing because you have this heart they want you to deal with. He's holding your own testimony, waiting for you to deal with that jealousy. And I have run into that situation in my life. That I had, this, I had, I had prayed and prayed and prayed for something, and it's not happening yet. The prayer has not been answered yet. And I'm seeing other testimonies, and the Lord said, and I said, Lord, why? What is going on? Now, when the jealousy wants to come, it's going to come like a feeling. Then what you should do is to what? and say, Lord, you are the one that's going to give mine. You bring it back to the Lord, Lord, you are the one that's going to provide my own for me. When you bring it back to the Lord, that Lord will provide your own for you, that is how the only way you can quench that thought. You see, thoughts. The enemy comes by thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. And when you remember that the enemy can be bringing that thought to you of being jealous, you bring it back to the Lord and say, Lord, you are the one that's going to provide mine for me then you'll be able to rejoice with them that rejoice. Why did I say that? Because when I say these things are demons, they are like flies. Flies. 
when they see a situation, take for example, if you are eating your food and there are flies in the neighborhood, what do they do? They see you eating, they come by because they see, they sense the smell and you have to send them away. Shoop, shoop, shoop. That is how you should deal with those thoughts also. When the thought comes to you, love, jealousy because of what you just see, it could be and you see this brother or this sister dressed so nice before you begin to condemn them. Think, oh, well, maybe it's just jealousy. Maybe it's jealousy. And the thoughts come to your mind, you better shoop on that fly by reminding yourself of the word of God. And then the Lord sees that you are overcome and say, we have to overcome. When the Bible says, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. Those are the things you have to overcome, brother and sister. Daily overcome those things until you are in Christ and there is no more, those thoughts never even land on you anymore because you have the shield of it. Like I said, the thoughts come, you quench it with the arrows or come, you quench it. Amen? Put on the old armor of God is what the Bible says. I just give an example of how jealousy comes, it comes through thoughts. Demons are flying around and they land upon people that they see that well, he has a cause to be jealous of that brother or he has a cause to be jealous of that sister. Everybody has a cause to be jealous because everybody, every one of us, even in the Old Testament, have some unanswered prayers. Everybody, even Moses, had unanswered prayer. You never consider that. Even King David had unanswered prayer. And these are the people God said, the man over my under my after my heart. He had unanswered prayer. Abraham, the father of faith, in his life had unanswered prayer for years, 25 years, and was still looking for a baby. So the every woman being have a cause to for that jealousy to rise up, but how you deal with it is what we are talking about. How you deal with that is what we are talking about. That you make that whether you are following the Lord in that narrow road, or you are letting the devil pull you into his camp, drag you out of the narrow road into the broad road of jealousy, strife, hatred, envy, murder, and all those things that are going on in the broad street. So that's why I said you should remember that the Lord is the one that's going to provide yours. Even if you have that unanswered prayer and that you are still praying, you are still praying and here's somebody that has got his testimony and is praising the Lord. You'll be able to say, the Lord will provide my for me and rejoice with them that are rejoicing. Yeah. Amen? Amen? That is why we need to deal with jealousy. Now, let me just give you one, two, three things. I know I've I just keep the story of the prodigal son, but let me just go back to the Bible verse where the younger, the, the other brother had the problem manifested. In that Luke chapter 15, from verse 25. You know the old story, that's why I just keep the rest of it, but let's go to verse 25 of Luke chapter 15. While they were feasting, now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music, and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Oh, thy brother is come, and thy father has killed the fatted calf, because he has received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. So you can say, Well, 
The devil just found opportunity. Here's another opportunity. Fire and arrow of anger that landed. Just landed. Target. Every human race, every one of us that are in our road, we are all targets, like you said. We are all targets for those arrows of the enemy. But when you, when you feel that arrow landing, you better quench it. Amen? And we're going to talk about a little bit on how to quench those arrows in a few minutes. So the arrow of anger just landed on this boy. And he said he was angry and would not go in. So the father came again to entreat him. And that is how the Lord has been comforting his people. He, the Lord knows, when we are just talking about blessed are those that mourn and they shall be comforted. That's an example. The Lord will comfort you because he knows exactly that. The arrow landing upon you does not make you go to hell. Let me say that again. That arrow of the enemy landing upon that fellow does not make that fellow go to hell. When arrow land upon anybody, you will be sick. Sickness. That's the soul. The sickness of the soul. The spiritual sickness. All this we listed here. Lust. Unforgiveness. Impatience. Bitterness. Fault finding. Slander. Self-righteousness. They are sicknesses. Amen? They are sicknesses. Just like I said, arrow lying upon somebody is wounded. Wounded. And sick. But you, if, if you send some soldiers to the battle and they got wounded, you think the military guys just get rid of them? They are wounded. No, you don't get rid of them. Because they are wounded doesn't mean you should just get rid of them. No, they try to heal them. Because they still need those soldiers. Well, some of them, they have to amputate the legs because they are so wounded that they can't keep that second leg. That's why you see in the veterans, the veterans have, they have lost arms, they have lost legs. You don't want to lose arms and limbs. You want to be healed. So all of these things we listed, I've called little foxes, they are sicknesses for our soul. So that's how you look, you look at it. So don't take it lightly. Oh, they say I'm fault-finding. Oh, well, everybody fault. No, they are sicknesses. We need to deal with them and get healed in our soul. Jealousy that we are talking about, don't take it lightly and say, well, I have the cause. No, don't justify these things. They are sicknesses. When somebody is fired and out and the arrow is stuck in the body, we need to get that arrow out, number one, quench the arrow. Then if there's a wound, heal that wound. Amen, so that you can be healthy again. And then the Lord can use you over and over again. So we need you just search ourselves. That's why I mentioned that of selfish ambition is what plagued many ministers, ministers of God. Because we are praying to Jesus to bring revival, but we actually want that revival through us. Lord, let me be the one that will raise the dead, make the lame walk, make the blind to see. Suppose I had that minister over there, he's the one showing that wonders. Can I go there and rejoice with him? Amen. <laughs> or I'll be looking for fault and say, well, they are not really born again. How come he's showing wonders and miracles? Fault finding. The arrows of the enemy landing again. So we need those little foxes to be quenched in our lives. We need that selfish ambition to be quenched in our own lives too that are praying for revival. And jealousy can be the root of some of those things. Praise the Lord. So the father comforted that young man and allowed him to come inside also. Now how do we 
overcome all these things called jealousy. How do we overcome them? I said the first one is stop comparing yourself to other people. The second one is to stop worrying about you. Stop thinking, about, when we talk about, when I'm talking about self, self, me, 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 I want this wonders, Lord. I want this miracle power, Lord. I want this, Lord. You're talking too much about you. Then it's going to be, you'll be disappointed. And that's where jealousy can begin to come in because when the Lord does not answer that prayer, that is not right. And you see the answer on that person, the other person, then you're going to begin to see open door for the enemy. That's an open door. Another thing that somebody put down here is that stop wanting what other people have if you are not willing to go through what they did to get it. That may be another one of the small issues that really cause people to not think deep. They want that beautiful house, beautiful car, that thing that that fellow is praising God for. Or you are clearly been praying for that. Or that beautiful thing that the, the other fellow has. But you don't know what it costs them to get it. You don't know what it costs them to get it. Are you ready to? The Lord Jesus Christ gave us a story that I mean, it's good to throw that in. It was in the scripture that when the Lord Jesus Christ was going towards Jerusalem, John and James, the sons of Zebedee, they started realizing that, wow, this must be it. This must be it. We are heading towards Jerusalem. The kingdom is about to appear. What did they do? They brought their mom. <laughs> you wonder about that. Each time I read that story, it made me laugh. They brought their mom. Maybe female power to influence the Lord Jesus Christ. And they came and said, that's how the Bible recorded it. The mother of James and John came to the Lord Jesus Christ and said, I will, I will, we desire that you give us whatever we shall ask thee. And said, what will you ask me? He said, grant that these my two sons will sit one on your right hand, one on your left in your kingdom. Selfish ambition. Amen? The arrows of the enemy. The devil just fired arrows and it landed. And those boys wanted. Said, the Lord said, that's why I said, arrows landing on you does not make you to be, trans, to be thrown into hell. It's just making you sick. The Lord Jesus Christ didn't begin to say, well, you cast the devil out. No. They are wounded. They are just wounded. And the Lord Jesus Christ recognized it. He said, you do not know what you are asking for. Are you ready? Are you willing to to suffer what I'm going to suffer, I said to, 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 eat, to drink of the cup which I'm drinking of and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. That is what this story was saying, this person was saying. Stop wanting other people, what other people have if you are not willing to go through what they did to get it. Christ said, you want to sit on my right and on my left, there's a price to pay. And they will say, yeah, we are ready for that price. The Lord said, well, that's good. However, I can't even give it. I can't even give that you're asking. It is my father that has given it. It's already given. So what we are saying then is, it's an arrow of the devil. They, they, they may not realize it, but the devil is looking for people that you could pull out of the way. And what happened in that story? After the order, the ten orders, 
the ten other disciples heard about it, they were now angry at James and John. The devil wanted to scatter them. You can know what was going on. It was a battle. The devil wanted to scatter them. And the Lord has to bring them close together and tell them that hey, in this kingdom, you've got to be humble. You want to be the great one, you've got to be the servants of all. But you see, jealousy was creeping in. That's what I'm trying to point out. The same devil attacking. When you recognize that whatever you are feeling will be an attack of the devil. That's what I'm trying to make you to see. Many refuse to acknowledge that the devil is attacking because they assume attack of the devil. Oh, that brother has cancer. Now we all go there. That's an attack of the devil, Lord. No, that jealousy is an attack of the devil. That's what I'm trying to make you to understand. Fault finding that is plaguing that brother or sister is an attack of the devil. When you recognize that it's easy for you to deal with it. But if you say no, that's not an attack of the devil. You are justifying why you should feel like this. Why you, are, why you should be angry. Then you are justifying those offenses. But in him there is no darkness at all. That's all we are pointing out. That's why you call it little foxes. They are tiny little things that we all take for granted and say, Oh, this does not matter. No, they matter to the Lord who is pure, white and holy and no darkness at all. Everything is plain before him. Apostle Paul said that all things are bare, plain and open before him with whom we have to deal with the Almighty God. Everything. So we have to remember that those things I'm calling little, little foxes, fault finding, slander, gossip, bitterness, accusation, you don't know where it comes from, you just begin to accuse somebody. But this, the accuser of the brethren is the master of this. He just got you into his camp to accuse him of that. Because if you don't do his good, he's already doing it in heaven. Anyway, but you need somebody to remind this man about it or not. So if you get into his camp, he already got you. Begin to accuse your brother of what he has done or has not done. Justified or not justified. Whether it's a lie or it's not, I know you, so the devil is walking, is fighting the battle. But we have to recognize these are all warfare things. These are arrows of the enemy. Then recognize it and quench it and fight the devil. But if you refuse to say it's the arrow of the enemy, then you already been captured. You're already in his camp. That's what, why the Lord is saying we should, say, we should talk about all of this. Now start focusing on all that is positive in your life. Counting your blessings. Amen. That's another way to overcome jealousy. When jealousy is making to feel like you have been praying for this for years. Think of somebody that has been praying for a baby. They have been married for years and no baby. And they are praying and praying and praying, believing. And they are in the church. And there's a baby. They just married last year. And a baby. What do you think he will feel or she will, the woman will feel? I know it's, it's a natural nature. But you see, don't let that jealousy make you, don't let that jealousy come as arrow that is making you to begin to feel sad. Think of the positive things God has done in your life and be thanking the Lord because a good heart, a merry heart, he says it's good like a medicine. You want the Lord to bless you back, you want the Lord to give you what you're asking for, remember that you have to quench all these arrows of the enemy. You want to remember that you have to be in that narrow road and the devil wants you out of that narrow road. As long as you are in the narrow road with the Lord and you don't allow the arrows of the enemy to stick in you and make you sick in that narrow road, then you know that the Lord is working on your own, on your own answer, on your own prayer. Your prayer will be answered. But he wants us to be healthy. 
He wants us to get rid of all these little foxes so that we can be his praise. Show forth his praise. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Am I making sense at all? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, three things that I'm going to run it up. I say, recognize it is the enemy. That's the first thing I want you to take home with you. Is it jealousy? Is it gossip? Recognize it is the devil fighting and the arrow has stuck into you if you, are, if you have been doing any of those. If you find yourself in self-righteousness, the enemy has gotten an arrow on you. Then try to get rid of that arrow. Get yourself healed by remembering the word of God. And stop comparing yourself with another person. Stop comparing yourself with other people so that there will be no envy. Stop justifying these things as if it is just it is just what this fellow did, what that brother did, what that sister did. That's why they are wrong. That's why it may not be the reason why you are feeling the way you are feeling. The arrows of the enemies is, is, is manifesting in your life that make you to begin to be self-righteous or make you to begin to be having a selfish or to be jealous. But we need to get rid of all these tiny little little foxes that is spoiling the vine. Amen? Amen. Let's stand up as I'm going to wrap it up. We want to get rid of all these little little foxes that is spoiling our vine. The arrows of the enemy that he is using to want to pull us out of that narrow road into his broad way. Wherever, anytime we are doing all those things that the world is doing, which is striving, we are is pulling us into the broad way or we are getting sick and we need healing let's pray for healing of our body of our soul healing of our soul now begin to pray for yourself begin to pray for yourself right now every one of us don't say well i'm free from all those things if you are free from any you may be free from fault finding you may not be free from lust you may be free from lust you may not be free from jealousy so because they are just different tools it's like screwdriver Hammer. They are all tools of the devil. They are all different tools or different. If this one is not working against this fellow, maybe that one will work. Maybe that one will work. If you see any of those things that I have described, oh yeah, this one still plagues me. Or it's plaguing you right now. You need to ask the Lord to heal your soul. Heal your soul. It's not a body sickness, it's a soul sickness. Heal me, Lord. Heal my soul from selfish ambition. Heal my soul, Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. He's here listening. Heal my soul, Lord. Heal my soul, Lord. If you want us to lay our hand upon you, come forward. If you want us to lay our hand upon you, you know exactly what you suffer in this soulish sickness that, that affects every human being. Come forward, let's pray for you. The Lord said that somebody may need some touch, some anointing. That you know that just may be selfish ambition, just may really be jealousy. Yours is unanswered prayers is bugging you so bad that you hardly could rejoice. Or you have been praying that Lord take this disease away, take this trouble away, take this trouble away, take this trouble away. While others are rejoicing and you feel sad. You need to delight yourself in the Lord, but that takes a lot of effort. Let's pray for you. The Lord wants us to pray and anoint you. By the anointing, Jesus breaks some yokes, not just yokes. Every yoke shall be broken. Amen. So just keep praying for yourself and if you want us, I'm going to anoint you with oil. As the Lord just commanded me right now, that's why I'm doing this. Say that I come by the shed that you are the combat, the hold up a shed that you come by the hold up a shed that you come by the hold of you. 
Sara Bakara the Shedarika Bahara the Shedarika Matarani. Don't hide your offense. Don't think it's nothing. Don't think this thing is nothing. I capitalize on jealousy, but I've listed several of these little, little foxes. And the Lord is the one that can deliver us from all these things. And if any of those have been making you sick, you need deliverance, you need help. But you can do it yourself by simply remembering the word of God. And as you remember the word of God and you begin to yield to the word of God, praying for yourself. Don't pray for the other person you think is the one that is proud. I'm not jealous. He's just proud. <laughs> proud and jealousy, they are the same. Father, I pray so that God of Bashir that you are a combat, the Hobart, the Hoda Bakoda, the Shed that you are a combat, the Hoda Bashir that you come on, the Yara combat, the Chalira combat. Say, Hoda Kaba, but Hoda the Shed that you come on. You say, He that hideth his sins, he says, are not proper. But he that repented, confessed, and forsaken them shall find mercy. The Lord wants you to find mercy. So don't hide those sins. Don't say it's nothing. But Jesus Christ can set you for the Hoda Kaba, the Shed that you are a combat, the Hobart, the Hoda the Kaba, and not this as you stand in the Lord Jesus Christ. By Jana, Jesus breaks every yoke of all those sicknesses of the soul. Whatever those sicknesses of the soul are, could it be gossip, could it be backbiting, could it be fault finding, could it be any slander, could it be any rejection, even unforgiveness. You are set free from them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, how the cover the shade that you are a combat, how the bacorda the shade that you are a combat, how the bacorda the shade that you are a combat, how the bacorda the shade that you are a combat, how the bacorda the Jesus breaks every yoke. You are healed from all the souls of sickness in the name of Jesus Christ. The Hoda Bakora, the shed that you are combat, the Hoda Bahora, the shed that combat, the Hoda Bakora, the shed that you are combat. You are healed from all those souls sicknesses. But the Lord Jesus Christ commanded that you are healed. By the anointing, Jesus breaks every yoke. Say, Hoda Koba, the Hoda Bashe that you are combat, the Hoda Bakora, the Koba. By the anointing, Jesus breaks every yoke. You are healed of every sickness, soul sicknesses. Whatever it is, the Lord Jesus Christ set you free in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody else? I didn't plan this. I wrap it up and Lord said, call some people they may need to be anointed. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. You can go back to your seat. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, because you know our need, you know our heart, Lord Jesus Christ. You know our desires, Lord God. We know, Lord Jesus Christ, that we all have all these small, small, these little foxes. We just pray, Lord, you set us free completely. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord Jesus Christ, to resist the devil. Steadfastly in the faith. What the Bible says, resist the devil steadfastly in the feet. Because the devil shoot one arrow, it looks like where I quench that is coming again tomorrow. So that's why you have to put on the whole armor of God every day and fight the battle. You say, fight the, 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 the fight of faith. The fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight of faith. And we have the victory already. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's give hands to the Lord Jesus Christ. Just clap. Amen. I believe we are going to do the offering. The, the priest can come forward now while we take the offering. Prepare your offering. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Give us some songs as we collect the offering. <laughs>